Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today I have Alex as my special guest. Alex has been on uh, Ujima Spirit Podcast on several occasions and it's definitely a pleasure to have him back. Welcome back, Alex. Thank you. I'm glad to I'm glad to come back. All right. Now today's topic is what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Uh, we're going to explore this topic today because uh, we all get to a point in our lives when we feel that something is holding us back. You know, we really don't understand what's going on because, you know, we want to accomplish our goals. We want to move forward. We want to gain some type of understanding. We want to achieve personal growth and development. But for whatever reason, we feel that we cannot move forward. So we're going to explore this topic today and we're going to kind of explore what are some of the reasons why we possibly could be feeling that way. And um, that's the topic of today. So Alex, um, what do you think about that? What are the some of the areas you feel that some people feel that they're being held back in? Uh, generally speaking, <clears throat> I think a lot of people, um, as they reach a certain age and as they move through this, go through this journey we call life, um, mm-hmm. they feel um, that they probably feel like they've not reached or accomplished as much as they should have. They've reached, they feel like they've not reached where they should have reached at this point in time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot, a lot of that has to do with um, our journey from, uh, from birth mm-hmm. all the way up until now, um, our upbringing, our education and everything. And most importantly, the society and the system that we we have the system that we're living and have to deal with in the society that we live in within that system and that's controlling 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 and manipulating our lives in more ways than we can possibly imagine and that has a lot of impact on us and as far as you know our ideologies our beliefs and the education system also when you have a education system, uh, religious beliefs, and stuff that is being controlled, and they're telling you how you should live, or how you should think, and how you should process this, and how you should reveal this, is you're not yourself. So if you're not yourself, you cannot think for yourself, how are you gonna really project tomorrow, what you want to be or reach as far as you want to because you're not really who you want to be. Okay. All right. That kind of, you know, wraps it up a bit because you you have included so many things, mm-hmm. you know, you with your brilliant mind. I mean, you're very inclusive. I mean, so much. So we're going to break some of this stuff down because we want everybody to be able to follow us. And uh, some people are kind of a little slower and <laughs> sometimes, you know, and kind of, breaking things down so we want to just take it piece by piece all right so the question was what do you think people believe you know that's holding them back 
and you said it could be their upbringing. So let's just stop there for a second. You know, at some point in someone's life, like you say, as we get older, we realize that we're not where we want to be, you know, and we have to go on a journey to find out why we're not where we want to be. And you said something that's very important. And you said a lot of things, which is the upbringing. So our upbringing is very crucial and what it is that we learn, what it is that uh, we aspire to be, and where is it that we want to go. So if we don't reach a certain point in our lives, we really have to go back and find out what happened in terms of did we actually get all the things that we needed to get to be prepared to be able to move on. But I'll just give an example. A person could say that I want to be a doctor. And uh, being a doctor is not something that you do when you go to college. This is something that you start to, to do when you're elementary school, all right? And this is something that you start to do when you're in your household. You know, this is something that you start to do when you're surrounded by, you know, your friends and, and, and other people in your lives because in essence, you're being groomed by your environment, by your family, by circumstances to be able to assume a certain role. You see what I'm trying to say? And so, yeah, you can learn how to be a doctor. That's not a problem, but there's a lot of other components to being a doctor that you're not going to learn in medical school. You know what I'm saying? It could be certain aspect of your personality that have to be shaped in a certain way. It can be certain values that you have to develop in terms of, you know, being the type of person that wants to help people and you have to have the empathy, the compassion, the sensitivity. You see what I'm trying to say? So, yes, I think your environment plays a big part in, you know, what you're going to be and how you're going to achieve and obtain your goal. So can you just give us an example of, if it's not from your own life, it could be from someone that you know, how have their past or previous life, it'll style, be specific with that. We're not talking about reincarnation, I said past lives. <laughs> and even then, if we really want to get on a meta metaphysical level, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your past life can have an influence on what's going on right now. But that's a whole different subject because some people may not believe in reincarnation yeah. and we're not going to touch that right now. But uh, yeah, I'm going to give you uh, the opportunity right now to kind of expand upon what I just asked. You know, Give us a little example of someone that you know or you've heard of that they want to go somewhere, they want to get somewhere, but because of how they were raised, because of what they picked up along the way, their habits, their patterns, you know, their belief, their principles, those things hinder them in some way because now they feel stuck. They feel like they can't pass a certain point. Well, I could use my own experience. Um, at a time, one of my greatest aspirations was, um, was to be a pilot. And I even got to the point where um, I've taken the, um, the test, the ASVAB test and everything. I was going to go in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. I passed the test and everything, got a high score, I was ready to go and everything. But then my father had a business and he felt that I would be wasting my time going to the Air Force. You need to come run the business, the family. It's a waste of time going there and so on and so forth. Um, 
which later on, you know, certain things I agree with and stuff, but I feel that had I not stayed, had I continued on, I would have gotten my wings and uh, become a pilot. Now, later on, of course, as I've gotten older and more knowledgeable, Mm -hmm. I realized that certain um, military life and certain things I learned about the military, that I was glad that I did not go in the military. But um, I also could, I had the options actually, because it was either going to military or I could have went to college at the time. Uh, was a school, local school which was right there that I could have went to um, and taken that course as well. Mm-hmm. But instead I went to do the um, work in the family business, which didn't turn out too well. Um, I can say that I ended up getting the short end of the stick mm-hmm. and things didn't work out like I expected. So next thing you know, a year goes by, two years, three years. And before you know it, it's like you start losing interest. You were going into the thing, then you start back school again. But when you start back school again, you weren't going for that. You were doing something completely different. So now it was like years later when I got by myself, then I started to pursue that again. And um, it was like a stop and go. I went so far and uh, got my test, uh, went for my physical, um, and it's like, and then it stopped there at a point with finances, because it's expensive, but it's something that now, at the age of 56, that I'm gonna go pursue that, make the decision that I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna complete that and get my license, and that's something that the coming year that's coming, that that's something that I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But because of the thought process and upbringing and um, during that time with, with my father and the business and stuff, and that influenced me. And I did not do what I wanted to do. And I would have been much further ahead had I gone and done taking other going to Air Force or taking the classes Mm -hmm. and just focus on that and who knows right now I probably would have been working for the airlines and flying for the airlines exactly so that's that's one situation okay thank (laughs) you for sharing your own personal story so it's very important um, based on what you're saying is that family interference Okay, family mingling and family suggestion or even pressure can definitely make you feel like you're stuck and you're not able to go anywhere because a lot of people find themselves in that dilemma because they do have a loyalty or a commitment or an obligation so they feel towards their family. And if their own personal choices are in contradiction with what their family wants for them, then they feel kind of stuck. They feel like they can't move forward. And as you just shared with us, sometimes they have to put their own dreams aside and they have to try to appease their family because they really do want to maintain a good family relationship. So they don't want to, you know, get family disapproval or rejection or create any type of problems or confusion. So absolutely, I do agree with you. And thank you for giving that example because a lot of people 
find themselves in that situation. They feel stuck because they made a choice, you know, based on the family's influence. Mm -hmm. And that is very important. So just to also, because we're going to talk about the problems and we're going to also talk about the solutions. So in essence, you know, when people find themselves in that, in that predicament, they really have to stop and really think, you know, because you have to think about your own needs as an individual. And then you have to think about your family's need. And then you have to decide which one is the priority. I mean, if it's possible that you can meet your needs and meet your family needs, that'll work. But if you can't, you're going to have to make a decision. And that decision is going to definitely have your best interest at heart. Now, sometimes some people can prioritize and say, I'm going to do this now, and then I'm going to do this later. Short term now, long term later. But, you know, sometimes people don't do that and they make a choice that may have not necessarily been in their best interest and now they feel stuck. They feel like they just cannot move forward because they lost, like you said, the motivation. They lost the inspiration. They lost the encouragement and they lost excitement. They lost the passion or even the interest. Mm -hmm. You know, they just lose interest. So it's very important that we stop and we think about, you know, the decisions that we're making because we could be setting ourselves into a pattern. You know, once we, we get, you know, in that path, once we make that choice, you know, now we're in a path that we can't seem to get out of. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's good to go back and think how you got in this mess so you can find a way out of it. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, y'all, you can go ahead on and talk about other influences you know, that people have because, you know, we just kind of explore what you mentioned with the family situation. But, you know, like you said, you said financial, you, you know, uh, talk a little bit about the financial, why people get stuck and they feel like they can't move forward because of financial circumstances. Yeah, the financial um, is, a, is a big reality and, uh, and a big problem for a lot of people. And it... Um, a lot of people's dreams are ruined because of financial problems. Um, they're so focused, they see it, they dream about it, they see it, it's right in front of their face, it's so clear they can almost taste it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the desire, the passion, everything is there, mm-hmm. but when they go and try to do it, and they know that's that one thing that's in their ways because I don't have the finances to do it. Where am I gonna get the money to do it? Um, I cannot afford it. Uh, my family cannot afford to support me, mm-hmm. you know. Some of them are fortunate enough, maybe they may have a, a wealthy relative or something that may be able to help them. Some of there's programs that they may be qualified for, but otherwise the majority, the rest, they're left in limbo and sometimes they, um, you have those that are very disciplined mm-hmm. that will work two, three jobs. Mm-hmm and um, save their money. And um, what they could do right now, they'll sacrifice. And it may take them three years later to do it, but they get to accomplish, but that's a very small, that's very few Mm -hmm. that's able to do that. And then you have those that, you know, there's life, they have other problems, they have other things that they have to take care of. So that dream now um, starts to fade away. As, as with time, um, some of them because they waited, 
at the uh, at the time they had the opportunity it would have been good because there was not that much going on so they had the time to do it to invest in it they just didn't have the money so now while they were waiting and they were still holding on and say maybe I'll try for another day I'll save enough money or by that time maybe I can um, qualify for this program or that exactly. program mm-hmm. but in that time frame now some other problems came into their lives some mm-hmm. other issues you may be a relationship mm-hmm. it may they have got caught in debt mm-hmm. or you know that might have been a death in the family where they may have to have used some of their finances mm-hmm. you know circumstances just life came exactly and then because of that you know that catapulted them back to two three years to the point sometimes you lose interest mm-hmm. you lose hope mm-hmm. and then sometimes some people just you know maybe it's just not for me they start second guessing themselves exactly. maybe it wasn't meant to be that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and so on something like that so there's different circumstances that happens mm-hmm. and you know that bring us to that point at a time and then it's kind of depressing and at the same time is um uh, unhopeful and, and it is is sad. Mhm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to uh kind of follow up with uh what you said about the finances because that's very important because a lot of people don't know how to you know have a financial plan. And because they don't know how to have a financial plan, you know, they can make some financial decisions short term that's going to have long-term consequences. You see I'm trying to say uh starting off with uh the way to secure an income because a lot of people when they think about income they're talking about a job you know cuz especially um uh, leaving high school you know many people want to yeah I'm going to go to college or I'm going to go you know to the military or I'm going to go to vacation or school and some people even venture to start their own business you know but they got to have a financial plan because sometimes people just let things happen and they just so happen to get a this job or they so happen you know to go into this area but you literally have to plan your financial future and a lot of people do get stuck because you know they find themselves in in financial predicaments that they weren't prepared for or you know they they didn't know how to deal with you see and so that is definitely like you just said one of the areas where people get stuck in you know that because they lack the finances they think that you know things are hopeless for them that they're going to always be in that financial predicament they're always going to be in debt like you said they're always going to have some type of financial issues that make them can't achieve or accomplish their goals but if they have financial literacy i'm going to repeat it financial literacy where they could actually learn about finances learn about budgeting learn about investment learn about managing their money then they can find a way out of their situation so it won't seem so helpless and hopeless they won't feel so powerless over their finances because like you said finances is definitely a dream killer you know but like the old saying goes where there's a will there's a way You see what I'm trying to say so you know and like you said some people are very disciplined you know some people can actually work two jobs some people can save their money some people can buy uh finance you know their their dreams you know whether they have people to give them the money people to loan them the money they can tap into different type of financial resources there are different ways to make it happen 
You know, so if a person feels stuck, they feel like they can't move on because of the lack of financial resources, there are ways that they can get out of the funk financially. All right, we're going to go ahead on and continue. You mentioned something as well as far as relationship wise, and that's a big one. A lot of people feel stuck. They feel like they're they're at a point in their lives where, you know, they're not going anywhere. Like, you know, this is it. You know, they're going around in circles and relationship is definitely one of the causes because if, uh, you know, a person gets with the wrong partner, and what makes the wrong partner is that someone that's abusive, someone that's not offering you any type of assistance, someone that's not helping you grow in any way. I mean, someone that doesn't have your back, someone that's not supportive. And uh, so you could just go ahead on and talk a little bit more about that, how if you're in a bad relationship or you're in a relationship that's not growing. And that's a problem too, because some people think just because they're in a relationship where there's no conflicts or there's no problems, you know, sometimes they automatically think that's a good relationship, you know, but that relationship that's problem free can still hinder you from moving forward and and stopping you from growing because sometimes you get complacent. You know what I'm saying? You're like, Hey, I'm where I want to be. I feel safe. I feel secure. You know, this is familiarity and you're unwilling to step outside of your comfort zone. Okay. And at other times too, you have a partner that's so dependent on you and you know, they are afraid, you know, they're insecure. They think that you're going to leave if you venture out and you start investing more in yourself. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. Um, very, um, very important aspect of that is the relationship. Because if you're not alone, you're with somebody automatically, um, as it should be in a relationship. You want to be in unity. You're going to be in unison with that person. You're supposed to be one and one. And uh, you have that person's back, you know, and this person has your back. So now when you're in a relationship where, you know, everybody's going their own direction, and so it's like you just might as well be by yourself because there's no support there or whatever the case may be because different relations, everybody has, some of them in all relationships, it's usually the same situation. Um, the basic things um, that destroys the relationship, um, lack of trust, uh, lack of support, um, not being compatible, um, Mentally, uh, spiritually, uh, financially, um, but when it um, comes to making choices as far as being stuck and um, having a career or whatever the case may be, or pursuing your goals and your dreams, and you don't have that support in a lot of relationships, that's what you see because you have, for example, you have a person that wants to be a doctor and it could be we'll say that that's, we'll say that this person is a male and let's say that his wife um, doesn't feel that uh, we have the finances because law school is very expensive I don't think we should we should pursue that and besides um, that takes so many years to do you got to leave school once you leave school it takes so many years and all you really for that um, do you really think you want to do that I mean, um, 
we already have a doctor in the family. My uncle is a doctor. I mean, we already have a doctor mm-hmm. in the family. You know, little you know stuff like that that you hear, or it might be vice versa. This person want to be an attorney. The wife might want to be an attorney, and he's like, well, um, that's a lot of money. I mean, I thought you said you wanted to. I think I thought you, I think you'd be better in. Um, going to school to be an accountant because you're good with math. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to be in school? And, you know, and these are just some of the things, just touching on the surfaces, you know, mm-hmm. s- stuff that, you know, that on a daily basis that we deal with, basic things that people can identify with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You touch on some great points because in relationships, uh, if you have to communicate with your partner about what it is that you want to do, your dreams, your goals, your aspirations, if they're discouraging you, like you say, you know, if they're challenging you or they're making it very difficult for you to pursue your dreams, you know, definitely we could see how people can feel stuck. You know, we definitely can see that happening. And now what's the solution in this? Let's just talk about some solutions. Now, uh, we get to the point where when we feel stuck in a relationship, we have to take a step back and start assessing what's going on. Okay, and uh, we call it a, a relationship inventory. We have to find out what are the pros, what are the cons, what are the good, what are the bad, what's the advantages of being in that relationship, what are the disadvantages. And once you identify those things, then you can talk to your partner about making some changes. And if you're not able to have that type of communication with your partner on your own, maybe you all should seek some type of marital counseling so you can bring up these important issues. Because if you want to move on in your life and you want to pursue another career, you want to, you know, do some more activities, you want to do certain things that's going to foster your personal growth and your partner is being a hindrance, your partner is trying to stop you, it's time that you reassess. Do you still want to be married? Okay. And if you want to be married, your partner, they have to be willing to do the math, you know, to calculate what needs to be done. You know, they have to, you know, get some resources. They got to get some knowledge. They got to get some awareness of what's going on. Because if not, you're not going to be able to continue to stay. You're still going to feel stuck. You're going to feel like you cannot go anywhere. You're going to feel like, you know, your life is a dead end and people get bored. You know, people get tired after being in a relationship for 10 years, 20 years, and there's no progress. There's no, you know, evolution, so to speak. You know, you're just staying at the same dead end. So it's time to reassess. And if you all can work it out, you all can get to some type of compromise to be able to allow room for growth you know, for the marriage and for individuals, then you can move forward. But if there's no type of, you know, uh, any type of agreement that could be reached, then inevitably you may have to break up. And some people don't want to do that. You know, they want to stay together in a relationship that's a dead end, but that's the reason why, you know, you're stuck. All right. Now we're going to move on. Another thing is, uh, is fear. A lot of people feel stuck in their life, they feel like they over overwhelmed, they can't move forward because of fear. They're afraid. And there's many fears, you know, it could be fear of, of success, 
It could be fear of uh, rejection. It could be fear of um, socializing with other people. It could be so many different types of fears that make people not take the necessary step that they need to take, you know, to move to the next level. And so, you know, can you just give us a little take on that as well, as far as fear? You know, people feel stuck. They can't move out their situation. They can't change anything because they are afraid. The fear is probably the most powerful reason or the most important reason um, why a lot of people don't move forward and achieve their goals. I think that would be the number one. Mm -hmm. I think fear would be number one on the list. they fear for, like you say, for different reasons. Um, that they can, they, they may fear, it may be a lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be within a relationship, uh, lack of support, of course. Well, some of them would not even have tried. Some of them would not even try to uh, attempt anything because of the lack of that my fear. My, my wife won't support me. My okay. husband will not support okay. me. So I'm not even gonna bother going in that direction. Um, I don't have the finances. I know I'm not going to have the finances. I can't ask my parents. I can't ask my family. I know there's no support out there. I tried. So mm-hmm. there's different kind of fears and different. We just have to overcome them. We have to just look at it. Head, like you said, reassess the situation. Sit down and make a to-do list. Mm-hmm. Oh, fearless. What do I fear? And then they have another list to counter those fears and then just move forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's very important, you know, because... Fear immobilizes people, okay? It, it, it really stops them from taking action. And of course, you know, for you to build up the courage, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean you're gonna totally eliminate fear, but courage is pressing on, moving forward despite of the fear. So you have to find ways to build up your courage. And, uh, and one way that you could build up your courage is to, is to empower yourself. Get information because knowledge is power. Knowledge is absolutely power because whatever it is that you fear, get more information about it. You know, do a little bit more research and find out what's going on. You know, if you want to move out your house and you're afraid because you know that you're stuck, as long as you're living at home or whatever living condition that may be, you're home with your family, home with your wife, with your husband, or you have a roommate and you feel stuck, you feel like you can't go anywhere. You feel like no matter what it is you're doing, it's not working. So it's very important for you to face that fear. Okay, what's stopping you? What's holding you back? You know, why don't you make that move? And if it's fear, fear of what? You know, fear of being out on your own, fear of failure, meaning that you're not gonna be able to successfully get your own place and maintain it. What is the fear? Find out. Okay, and the more research you do and the more options that you know that you have, you create a short term plan. All right. Once you create that short term plan and you find ways to execute it, you know, even though you still may be afraid, but because now you have the knowledge, you have the know how and you see how things can unfold, you know, you're minimizing your risk, you know, that will encourage you or empower you to move forward. All right, because you're right. I, I believe as well, fear is the, is the main reason why a lot of people feel stuck. You know, they're, they're afraid. They're afraid to take a chance. 
especially if they fail before, especially if they tried and something came up and, you know, and it didn't work. And so people keep expecting to fail. And, you know, they're, they're, they fear success. Oh, I may succeed this time. You know, if I do, I'm going to have to make some changes. So that's the reason why, you know, I'm not going to even try because I'm not ready to face those changes. I'm not ready to take that responsibility. Sometimes fear of responsibility. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, because I'm sure you heard a lot of people talk about all the things that they want to do. You know, I, I personally have known people every year you see them, they tell you, well, this year I'm going to do this. And then you come back next year again. This year I'm going to, but you said that five years ago. So you've been saying <laughs> for five years that you're going to do something and you never done it. So you're stuck. All right. Either you, you, you make a decision. Stop saying it. You need, if you feel that like that is something that you can't do, something that's not applicable to you or it's not doable to you, then give up on that idea. Give up on that dream and be able to move forward and get a new dream. Get a new goal. You know what I'm saying? Hop on another bandwagon, but don't stay on the same one. And every time you see someone, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go build that house. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to buy that car. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead on and get that job. You know, what's stopping you? You're feeling stuck. You're feeling like you cannot move forward. So if you want to be honest with yourself, you really have to take an assessment. And you have to find out what's going on. All right. The other area that we could uh, talk about is, is peer pressure. Peer pressure. A lot of people feel stuck. They feel like they can't move forward because they need outside validation. The same way that, you know, they, they want their family's approval. They want, you know, their family's acceptance and they want to make their family happy. Sometimes people have that problem, you know, sometimes people have that problem with uh, their peers. You know, they want their friends to be proud of them. You know, like you gave an example before, some people, you know, uh, their friends want them to be a lawyer and they just want to be, you know, an artist. They want to be a singer. But being an artist and being a singer, there's no prestige. There's no status in that. So their friends are going to encourage them or even pressure them. They feel like for them to belong or be included they, in that inner circle, they have to have a prestigious position. And that is what we call the peer pressure. And the peer pressure makes people feel stuck because now, because they want to please their friends, they go get that degree, law degree, and they're practicing law and they feel stuck. They feel like they can't get out because once they get out, they're not going to have that same prestige. So kind of elaborate on that a little bit as far as the peer pressure that you get from non-family members for you to stay in certain situations. Yeah, we have our friends um, this is something that goes on all throughout our lives from earlier on as children and growing up to being a teenager, a juvenile, going up to being an adult and to feel adults. You have grown men and grown women that still are being affected by peer pressure. They cannot make a specific decision because you have other individuals who a lot of times are envious or they are jealous and at times they're for different reasons. It may be that this person's been a friend for a long time and now if you go and take this career, I'm not gonna see you anymore. We can't hang out together anymore. So I try to discourage you. I tell you, well, you know what? It's been so many years and why don't you just forget about it? 
you know, just don't think about that. I don't think, and plus, and think about it, the time that you're going to put in it and the and, uh, time you're going to invest is just not worth it. And then you, in a certain way, because of the friendship or the relations that you may have, you give into that. We're giving into these peer pressures. When other people are doing other things that really does not interest you or has nothing to do with you, but sometimes if that individual is weak or they uh, have lack self-esteem, and there's a lot of stuff that affects it, you know, character, you know, lack of bad uh, morale, mm-hmm. um, the upbringing does it, or certain things that you have a group of people, like they say, you have the majority rules a lot of times, and because I'm one individual, because I want to be part of that group, or you see sometimes a lot of teenagers because they want to be part of the of the other group, but everybody's doing this, so I don't want to be left out. So exactly. because of that peer pressure, now I'm going to come over here. So now you're stuck here because of peer pressure. Exactly. You're stuck here because these group of people here wanted to do this. And then at the end of the day, I wish a lot of things, what ends up happening is that these same individuals that's putting the pressure on you to tell you to do A and B, not any one of them has done A or B. Mm. But they're giving you advice and telling you that you should be able to do it. So now, at the end of the day, who loses? You lose. Exactly. And you're stuck. Exactly. And then after reflecting a lot of times and then after evaluating and then by that time you've had some decision or maybe you've had a person or individuals that have come and given you good advice or pointed you in the right direction and you realize how much time that you have passed by. It might have been years mm-hmm. to get you to this point. And sometimes you're fortunate enough you may have enough time to go and pursue and you know what i still have a two three i can still do this i can still pursue this Mm -hmm. or some people it's just like i wish i had known this years ago absolutely so that peer pressure is serious so for us to find a solution for that is very important again we're going to repeat that word over and over we have to take an assessment to find out you know, what's going on? Because sometimes people value people who don't value them, you know? And that's basically what you're saying is that your friends, you know, are giving you advice not based on your well-being, you know what I'm saying? Or in your best interest, they're giving you advice based on what they want to see for you. So, you know, you have to assess your friends to see if they are really your friends. You know, I mean, do they have a track history of, you know, doing or saying things that have been in your best interest, that have been beneficial to you. And if that's not the case, then you need to go ahead on and, and, and try to bring that to their attention to see if it's possible that they can change or maybe you have to let them go. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people don't want to do that because they, they want the validation from their friends. They want the so-called support, which is not supportive at all because if a person trying to pressure you to do something that makes you feel stuck or, you know, or they're not helping you get out of a situation, how much of a friend are they really? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, again, we got to take an assessment of, of, you know, how these people play a role in our lives and how we allow them to influence us. All right, we're going to move on with uh, something that you just mentioned because uh, Alex, you know, you're, you're just bringing everything out at one time and I just want to kind of break it down a little bit and focus it on it as an individual unit so we can make sure that we catch it. You said something about self-esteem. And definitely one of the reasons why people feel stuck 
feel like they can't go anywhere is because they have low self-esteem. Okay, low self-esteem. It could be that these people were at some point in their lives abused, you know, maybe during their childhood or maybe in their young adulthood. And somehow they lost that self-confidence. You know, they do not believe in their own ability as individuals to succeed or to accomplish certain goals. Okay, they don't believe that they're intelligent enough. They don't believe they have the skills or the experience that is needed in order for them to excel in whatever area they want to excel in. So low self-esteem is definitely one of the other factors that cause people from moving forward. And uh, people feel stuck, you know, especially as they age and get older. You know, they say, hey, you know, I'm older now. You know, I'm not as fast as I used to be. I'm not as healthy as I used to be. I'm not as strong as I used to be. So there are certain things that I can't do. You know, they limit themselves. So briefly talk about a little bit of that as well. Self-esteem. How do people, you know, self-esteem gets so destroyed that they feel like they're stuck. Like this is it. I'm never going to go anywhere. And a lot of times these people are young. It has nothing to do with their age, you know, but they just get in this mind frame that somehow this is it. Like they're never going to get out of the situation. Um, you said a mouthful. And that word never, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think is one of the words that is um, mainly used with people with self-esteem, low self-esteem, that mm-hmm. is, um, because they feel they can never achieve anything. They feel that they can never can start anything and finish it. And a lot of that is programming because it's been done. It might have been a school teacher. It might have been um, influenced by a peer or their peers or a family member mm-hmm. that tell them that, oh, you'll never do anything. Oh, you'll never be anything. You'll never be able to do this. See how you didn't finish this? That's why you can never finish anything. And because it's been programmed and they believe that it's resting their subconscious to the point where as they try to accomplish anything in the back of their mind, they never will because ultimately they believe that they can never achieve anything. Mm-hmm. So the self-esteem is very, is one of the important factors of keeping people stuck in their places. Um, the husband that um, I've reached a certain level, but I know I can never go that far. I'm satisfied right here. Mm-hmm. And look, look at the wife, oh, she's accomplished. Um, you went, you did more education than me. You went to school. You got your degree. You have this degree more than me. And I don't think I can reach that. I would never reach those. But I'm good where I am. Yeah. Uh, the person that said, well, at growing up, I worked most of my life. I grew up poor. Um, I didn't have the stuff that you have. So I'm comfortable with what I have. I've never had so many things. My aspirations of, of are right here. Once I reach this bar here, I cannot cross over here. I'm comfortable where I am. I'm not going to step out of this box. Because if I go out of there, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I've seen other people. I hear things on the news. I see things around on television. I heard stories. I'll never be able to go over there. So I'm safe over here, mm-hmm. you know. And so these things affect people in different ways to the point that um, overall, as time goes by, because time is our worst enemy at times. And time wastes on no one. 
Mm-hmm. And then you take certain things, you take an action, you have a plan, you plan it out, you outline it, you know what you're going to do and you move on it. If not, time is not going to wait for you. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, time's gone and you're right where you are and nothing has been accomplished. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That is so important. You know, you said a whole lot because, you know, that self-esteem is serious, you know, and you're right about that. People who have low self-esteem use the word never, I can't, or it's not possible. So it's very important for them to step out of that mindset and start perceiving things in a different way. Because if they can change their perception, you know, they can change the way that they see the world, the way that they view circumstances, then they can see that it it can be possible, you know? And one of the ways is to look around them and see examples. Because, you know, you could, I'm sure they know at least one person in their lives that they thought could never do certain things. And now they look around, they see this person actually doing it. So, you know, you could use that as, as an example. They can use that as an example to say, hey, so-and-so didn't have a car. She has a car now. So-and-so didn't have a house. They have a house. So-and-so didn't have a college degree. They have it now. So-and-so was single. Now they're married. So-and-so didn't have a child. They have a child. So when you look all around you, you see that people are accomplishing things. You know, people are not stuck. People are moving on and they're doing the things that they want to do. Now, why? Why is that happening for them? And obviously it's not happening for you. You know, you have to find out, I mean, what is it that they did that you're not doing? You say, if it has something to do with your self-esteem, then you need to go and build your self-esteem. You need to start believing in yourself again. Find out, first of all, why you stopped believing in yourself. What happened that made you give up on you? You know, was it a past childhood trauma? Was it, you know, somebody that was abusing you, putting you down, telling you you can't? Was it you that just gave up on yourself because you felt like it's too much or it's overwhelming? Do you, or you felt like you're not deserving, you're not good enough, you're not worthy of this? You have to find out, again, you have to reassess why you're in that position. Why are you in that state of mind? Why is it that people around you can accomplish things and they're not stuck? Why do you think that you're stuck? Why do you, you have that low self-esteem that prevents you from taking yourself out of this situation and putting yourself in a better place? So it's all about, again, assessment. You have to assess your situation and find out where is this low self-esteem coming from and how can you turn it around? Okay, how can you turn it around? All right, now we want to go ahead on and, and, and uh, go a little higher you know, we're gonna, we've been talking about personal things, and now we're gonna go into something that's not as personal, something that is external, it's not internal so much. Now, people who are victims of oppression, you know what I'm saying? People who have been exposed to racism, sexism, and all other isms, they tend to feel stuck because the reality is that they are being deprived of certain things. They are being excluded. They are being neglected. You know, they are being, you know, treated unfairly. So people who find themselves in those situations in an oppressive setting, you know, they do feel stuck. They do feel like things are not working out. Things are not changing. So, you know, just briefly talk about that before we offer a solution. I just want you to kind of elaborate a little bit on that. Mm, Very important. Um, When you look around, you see that that's um, a common theme 
when it comes to that area of pursuing um, goals, careers, and stuff, all the stuff that was discussed in the topics. Um, what you see people's lives are changed um, because of society, certain laws that have been placed, or the system that is intact, that is that they are under. Um, where they go to a certain place, they cannot do certain things because they say in their mind, I know I can do this. Um, I've always have been inspired to do that. I saw my father do it. Or I saw this person, this famous person that did it. Or they happened to see someone, they spoke to someone, or it was whether it was a presentation of somebody that was a speaker or person that was introduced at the school when they were in high school or in elementary school. And they had operation, I would like to be that one day. Or I'd like to be this person one day. I'd like to be a doctor, a lawyer, an attorney. I would like to be a musician, whatever the case may be. But you know, in certain areas, as they grow older, and they just start to move around and become more aware and become more knowledgeable, they find out, why can't I go over here? You mean I cannot go over here simply because of the color of my skin? Or they don't like me over here because I'm a female and there's some more males doing it. Mm-hmm. Or over there, they don't like me over here because I speak a different language or, or it may be a class system or whatever the case may be, because over here, because I'm, I come from a poor background, they don't think that I'm qualified. And so all these things do hinder people from achieving their goals. It's the truth, it's there, it's a reality. We don't face it, we don't really talk about it as much until it actually, a person experiences it. But I think something that should be attacked is something that should be talked about and have, should have things in place and also to tear down these organizations because they're not there for a positive reason. They're not there. They're not productive. They're there to destroy. They're there to bring the persons down. They're there to put barricades and blockades. So these things have to be discussed. They have to be talked about. They also have to find solutions, which we will be discussing on how we can move and how we interact. And it also has to do with the person's characteristics and their self-esteem and how they will bring to have the mentality how to deal with racism, mm-hmm. how to deal with bigotry, how to deal with all these um, isms and how to counter them. Because if they're not real, then there's no really not a reason to fear them because they're not there to help you. Mm-hmm. So, if they're not there to really help you, you yourself, it start with you. You help yourself. You find a way to go around it, to go over it, under it, find another door. However it takes to achieve what you need to achieve. But these are very important things that we need to discuss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, definitely, you know, they are real because... Some people, like you said, that, you know, you have to assess that if it's a real situation or a real scenario, because even though we know these things exist, we also know that sometimes people can use that as an excuse as well. You know, I mean, but we're talking about real racism, real oppression, real sexism, you know, real situations where people are being treated unfairly, they're being oppressed, and they're being denied opportunity. And it's not part of their imagination, it's not something that they're making up, and there's no excuse. And people who have never been in in those positions where they are oppressed or suppressed because of their race or nationality or 
country of origin or ethnicity or religion, they have no idea how that works. And sometimes they do believe that it's imaginary or it's not real. Why? Because it's not happening to you. But the reality is that, you know, that is a hindrance. It is stopping people from progressing. It makes people feel stuck because it's the nature of the system to give privilege and benefit to a group and deny that same benefit and privilege to another group. You know what I'm saying? So basically it's favoritism on a large scale, on a societal scale, where one group is favored and the other is rejected or denied opportunity. So you pretty much kind of touched on it as far as, you know, sometimes how do you deal with that? How do you stop yourself from, you know, being stuck under these type of circumstance? You said something that I just wanted to reiterate. It's like you, the person literally have to look beyond that. You know, I mean, yes, eventually these systems have to be abolished. They have to be eradicated because they're based on oppression. I mean, that's the, that's the absolute goal, especially long term. But in the moment, people want to know, how do you deal with that? You know, you're going to have to find a way around it. I love the way you said it. Like, you got to go up, around, side, back. You know, I mean, you don't let that because when you look around, you do see people accomplishing great things despite of the system of oppression, despite of racism despite of sexism you see on an individual basis a lot of people are successful a lot of people still you know uh, are moving up the ladder okay now usually uh those type of system allow a certain type of mobility from the oppressed group you know they don't entirely suppress everybody they don't entirely suppress everybody there's always exception mm. and if you try hard enough you could be that exception But the goal is, you know, we don't want the exception. We want to be the norm. You know, the same way that other people enjoy the benefits of society, you know, everybody who's a citizen of that society should be able to enjoy the same benefits and they should not be deprived or denied. But in the meantime, until we do that, it's very good for us not to allow that to be a hindrance, to not allow ourselves to be stuck You know, perfect example, someone could say, you know, I'm not going to apply for a job because I'm black or because, you know, I'm Mexican or because, you know, I'm a woman or whatever, you know, the the classification you may fit in. But you never know. Still apply for that job. All right. And if you don't get it, then you just don't get it. But don't stop, you know, at that state in your life just to say, oh, because I am this automatically it's going to happen to me. So I don't need to try So you have to always find an alternative until we address the systemic problem, you know, because that's something that's inevitable. We have to, at some point, address the systemic problem. Why is this happening? And we need to abolish that system that is perpetuating that type of oppression. Okay. So we just discuss, just to kind of wrap it up, because our time is pretty much, you know, coming to an end. So we're going to have to wrap up this conversation. But it's been very interesting, Alex, because, you know, we talk about something that's very important, especially now, at the time that we're living in right now. You know, people are feeling stuck. People are feeling that there's no way out. They feel hopeless. They feel powerless. They feel helpless. So, you know, I'm glad that we had this opportunity to discuss this. How can we find a way to help people feel unstuck? 
How can we help people move forward? You know, because a lot of people have pretty much kind of lost their spirit. You know, their spirit of encouragement. You know, their spirit of excitement. Their spirit of passion. You know, their spirit of just being alive. You know, people have been deprived of that because we are living in a time where people are afraid. You know, we people are confused. People really don't know how to pick up the pieces of their lives and start all over again. You know, people get stuck. They don't know if they're going to left, they're going right. They don't know which direction to go. So it's good that we do have this type of dialogue to help people understand that they have to do a life assessment and find out the areas where they feel stuck and find out why they feel stuck and devise a plan for them to be able to get unstuck for them to release or remove themselves from that situation. So uh, very briefly, you have something to say to kind of wrap it up because we have like a minute left, you know, just to wrap it up, you know, as far as people who are feeling stuck. Because I think all of us at some point in our lives, we've been in a position where we feel stuck, you know, and it's not something that's going to be permanent. It's not something that's going to last forever unless you want it to. You know, there's always a way out. Where there's a will, there's a way. Go ahead. Um, I think you said a mouthful, and I think you said it all. It basically comes down to your will and a choice. Because we have, we have, you have basically, at the end of the day, an, energy, an individual has to make a choice. Okay, we understand that it's there, where I am, and where you want to go. It's basically point A to point B. I'm here, I want to go over there. So what am I going to do? to get over there. I have to make that choice. Either I'm gonna stay here or I'm gonna go there. Now, when I, once I, know to, I'm, I wanna go there, then what vehicles do I need or how do I get over there? What do I need to do to get over there? And then once you make that choice, whatever it is, if you really want to be there, then ultimately you will find the ways and the means for you to be there. Then you won't be stuck over here. Thank you so much. Yes, Mm -hmm. thank you. You wrapped it up. It's it's definitely a choice. And I'm glad that you brought that point out because people do feel stuck because they feel like they don't have a choice. Yes, and I'm so happy that you brought that up because at the end of the day, once we make an assessment, when we start looking at our options, we'll be surprised. People will be surprised what options are available to them. All you have to do is ask and you shall receive. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us again. And I definitely look forward for you joining me on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.